The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning and welcome to Sumner County Spotlight. We have a brand new show for you going on this Sunday morning. Uh, I'm Jeff Shannon, your host, and we always uh, talk to very interesting people and things that are going on here in Sumner County. We want to be on top of that and just kind of let you know what's happening here. The center point of the earth is stationed right here in Hendersonville at the streets of Indian Lake. And you always know great things are going on here. So I had to bring in the Director of Marketing and Events, Cheryl Perrier. I knew it. I was testing you. Just make sure you had it. So, Cheryl, thanks for coming in. I know how busy you are. we got all kind of things that have gone on and they are coming up. So we're here to talk about it. Let everybody know who you are, what you do, a little background, and we'll go from there. Okay, sure. I am Marketing and Events Director at the Streets of Indian Lake. I have been here since... March of 2012. So I've seen a lot of changes since that time. Population growth, the Indian Lake Boulevard, tremendous growth, and our events have grown. So every year we've just expanded in in every way. So what made it, I guess, a, a thing that you say, hey, we can start doing events right here. It's a great place for it. Well, I can't say that I started that. <laughs> um, I followed somebody else up who had been here for about three years. The Streets of Indian Lake was built in 2007. And so I came on board. I think the event started 2008 or nine, and I came on board in 2012. Mm -hmm. So a lot of those events were established, but we've expanded. So I moved here in 2016. So this was already here. The design of this, con this is the original design, the square kind of concept in, in play. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Except that the um, square, the plaza was renovated in 2019. So it is new layout. Which is a great move, by the way. You know, I think it's great that we got a, we got a stage out there. I had some great concerts out there mm -hmm. to, to hold all just all kinds of events uh, that are kind of going on. And we got rid of the, the splash pad that was there initially, right, for the kids to jump in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have a fountain. <laughs> <laughs> nice ambiance. <laughs> yes. It's a great place for, for shopping, for eating. We've got a number of things. And we're going to talk about some of the new things coming here to the streets uh, as we progress. But... I wanted to go back and talk about a lot of the things that you have done here were in bringing people. It's all about bringing people here, giving some place for people to come. Right. The first thing that comes to mind is the farmer's market. Right. That is, that's a huge event. Well, this area is, is really a, the community hub. So we draw the community to various events, mm -hmm. various series of events. The farmer's market is 15 years old this year. Wow. Yes, yes. And when I started, there were like seven vendors and now easily 60 Vendors. People are fighting to get in. They are. <laughs> now, <laughs> they do, you, are. do you limit the amount of booths? Because obviously with the space and everything. Well, I have to have a waiting list. Right. Okay. So, uh, yes. And the same with the Sumner Summer Concert Series. Mm -hmm. Started out small. A few gatherers. Yeah. And that has exploded as well. And we, we regularly have folks come in from Nashville, from the Nashville area. Sure. Well, I think it's a great. It brings a lot of people. They bring the chairs to set out on the lawn and just kind of enjoy things. The thing with, I guess, with the summer concert series, that's every Thursdays. Is that correct? Every During Thursday, the June through August. Through, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's not like the third Thursday 
Right. On what, it is weekly, 13 what, weeks. To me, that's hard to keep up with unless you got to put it down. But I like it that you have every week. You got different entertainment coming in here. Mm-hmm. People can just come, they can shop. You got food, you got everything you need right here. There is something uh, for everybody. Yes. Here. Well, that's we great. like to keep uh, you know, a strong vibe going um, and top of mind for people when they're going to step out on a Friday evening. Mm-hmm. They think first what is going on at the streets of Indian Lake. That's right. And knowing something is going on at right. the streets of Indian Lake. Well, you know, back in the few years ago during the unmentionable days, we won't go there because nobody likes those days <laughs> when everything was shut down. It, it was it was kind of scary, you know, especially with a lot of these really you know, the small businesses that were there at the time. And some of them, you know, really couldn't make it. Because they're just a small operation, you know. So that must have been scary for you guys and trying to keep the places leased. It was. And actually, the locally owned um, businesses did a very good job um, of, of hanging in, pivoting with, you know, what was required. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was more the national stores that, that had a harder time. Oh, is that right? Okay. That's, yeah. Yes. And so, yes, it was a scary time. However, that's when the farmer's market started booming because there were so many people that were either out of work, just decided to change directions and focus on their hobbies. Mm-hmm. And so since that time, different variety of vendors, artisans has boomed. That's right. I it is pretty uh, pretty eclectic when you mm-hmm. come there. And I noticed this past week, there's like an Amish tent. I mean, they have a huge area right there. Mm-hmm. They've got all kind of great produce and things yes, like that. You know, that's all natural <laughs> with that. But right. you have some, some great produce vendors. You've got some great artisans, very unique artisans, I, I got to say. I've seen some uh, different kinds of uh, booths in here. So that's, yes. that's neat. Leatherworks. And of course, artistry is so different. Even painters, you know, they have a different vision mm-hmm. and it's, it's really exciting. Well, it went, since you uh, brought in the Mac, you know, we got the Monhaven has a, a gallery over here, which I think is is really nice. They did a nice job with that space. They've done a wonderful job with that space. It yeah, is we, a beautiful space. And you got they bring in all these artists different times. You mm-hmm. know, I thought that it was really kind of unique that they that they do that. They they have access to it, but it's a great platform and exposure for them to have their, their artists there. So yes, and a regional draw yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people really get into art and mm-hmm. they appreciate that. You know, then you have others. Absolutely. Like, what are the, I don't know what that is. Why is that dot in the middle of the painting? And I have no idea. There's nothing else there. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you think. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. So with the, with the farmer's market, that, that's a pretty big deal here. And that goes from when to when? That is the middle of May through the end of September. Okay. So this Saturday is our last market yeah. of the season. Well, then we have holiday things. Yes. <laughs> Pumpkin Patch Festival. Yes. October 14th. I've heard about that. <laughs> 15th annual. That's right. And we are really pleased to have you emcee that again this well, year. Well, you know, I always enjoy that. Plus, we have, you know, a lot of folks come out here and... Who, who do we have as our musical guest? That is Jen Case. She won the... Hendersonville Has Talent. Yes, Hendersonville oh, Has great. Talent. Wow. Um, and her brother. So it's the Jen and Tyler and Friends. And so okay. those are musicians out of Nashville. Yeah. They will have country and country rock. And okay. then some of their own music as well. So this will be their first time on stage at the Streets of Indian Lake. Well, I got to say, uh, Tyler and Jen, her brother and sister, and they have not performed together... The first time they performed together was at Freedom Festival. They all those years they they never did. But let me tell you, tight. They got some great harmonies because anytime you have family harmony, 
It just right. kind of it blends nice. So it, it's going to be an incredible show. They're going to put on a great show. She she has so much energy. She <laughs> just, does. Just a, a great vocalist. <laughs> she does. So it, you got to come out to the Pumpkin Patch Festival, and that's going to be what date again? Um, that is Saturday, October the 14th, from 10 o'clock until 2 o'clock. We'll have 1,000 pumpkins in the Pumpkin Patch for kids to the age of 9, okay. free. Pumpkin painting, face painting, all kinds of food and fun, children's entertainment, Lots of food. Just a just a wonderful time. It's one of my favorite events. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's very colorful. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, it's it beautiful. Can, it kind of like starts off the holiday season. It does. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's, uh, it's one of those things that uh, people just love to bring the kids out because it's a safe environment for them. Mm-hmm. They get their pumpkins. They can paint them. They get face painted. They just have a, you know, have a really great time. There's so much to do there is. with the kids. Yeah. So. And, and that's what it's about. And, of course, you, then they just have to keep them out of the fountain. So <laughs> right, and we'll have costume contests. Oh, three, that's right. yeah. three costume contests, three dance-off contests, all for prizes. Um, I know the parents love the those. Kids, when, the, whenever I say, "Hey, the parents got to come up and dance now," they're they're kind of ooh. And then suddenly, they, there yeah. they are. They are all they are, about yeah. it. <laughs> they want to have fun. Yeah. So bring your dancing shoes when you come out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but the kids, I think, really love those those Halloween costumes. It's so hard. I don't know how the the, the judges can narrow it down. Because their costumes are all so cute, I know. you know. But it is—it's really hard. But they—they're going to have fun, and it's going to be a, a great thing. But the pumpkin patch fest is going to—you know—a thing that starts it off. And I can't remember. Has it gotten cold? It's probably doesn't seem like it's going to be that cold. Chilly, maybe. You know, we've had hot days, yeah, and we've had chilly days. You just really never know at that time of year. But when it's beautiful, oh my gosh, yes. is it ever beautiful? Well, I got to tell you, we'll just come prepared. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the time that it is, it's a good time, so the kids can get all fired up and they go take their naps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get mm-hmm. all sugared up, I guess, if that if mm-hmm. that's what they have to do. But um, and I would like to say a thank you to the sponsors, if you don't mind. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Lightbridge Academy of Gallatin and Hendersonville is our presenting sponsor. Okay. Hendersonville First Baptist Church is our host of the Pumpkin Patch, as well as the Kids Zone. Uh, Ryan Holmes is also a sponsor. We'll also have the Hendersonville Fire Department out with one of their big engines. Those guys absolutely love showing that engine off to the kids. Yeah, they love it. So it's going to be a great time. You know, my favorites are the the Hendersonville Police Department's mounted patrol. Oh, I love when they bring the horses over. Absolutely. Thank you for for reminding me. I need to call them. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. No, and they just they love doing these things. They do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they just so enjoy it. I call them the beasts because they really (laughs) are. I mean, they're just incredible animals Mm -hmm. and. Uh, I think it's just it's a a great focal point. The kids love going over mm-hmm. to it, and so I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast for mm-hmm. real. Yeah. So that's gonna go on, and then what's gonna follow that? We will have light up night, which is the the tree lighting up on okay. the stage on the plaza. That is scheduled for November seventeenth. That's okay. on a Friday evening at five o'clock. Okay. Uh, Santa will be there. We'll have food and warm drinks and lots of music and. Hopefully Jeff Shannon <laughs> again to MC. I've heard of that guy. You know he good started. Guy, really he started. You have to join his fan club. They're, I'm already. The, the fan club oh, is called club. the Shantastics. <laughs> oh, the Shantastics. That's right. You have to be one of the Shantastics. I, I just created that the other day. <laughs> Not that anybody would want to join, but but we have it. So yeah, it's 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 a pleasure because I got to tell you, since we moved the radio station here, 
I think it's just been such a blessing for us, especially celebrating our 75th year on the air. August 8th of 1948, this radio station went on the air here in Sumner County. Wow. We've been around this long. Now it's changed hands, you know, that kind of thing. And we've got this this great format going on here now that everybody seems to love. And, uh, you know, our audience is expanding. But the visibility that you get here, that's a radio station. Oh, didn't know that. Because we have so many people moving here. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you really enjoy the fact that our our numbers here in Hendersonville especially have grown tremendously just over the past year with people moving here. Absolutely. Now, do you get a a, a lot of of vendors, or not vendors, I guess, but tenants that are coming from out of town, or are you getting more local people now? Actually, both, but we more local, I believe. Mm. Some of the uh, new tenants that are in the process of the agreement, they are local. The local (laughs) is local. Birdie Brothers is local. So, uh, Handles Ice Cream coming in. They are from the Midwest. North. Yeah, 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 right. Northwest. Yeah. And everybody loves Tennessee. Of course. That is one thing that they are unabashed about. Well, because they know you're here. Well. They know. You've got to come hang with Cheryl down here. <laughs> Hey, but listen, hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk about some more of the things that are coming up here at the Streets of Any Lake. We're talking to Cheryl. Career. I knew that. The Y is silent. <laughs> I'm getting, I'll get this lesson. I, I, by the end of this broadcast, I will have the name right. I promise you. As many times as I've said it. So, so this is Jeff Shannon. Hey, stick around. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight on this uh, Sunday morning here with Jeff Shannon. We're going to continue our conversation with Cheryl Perrier. See, I said it right. And (laughs) I'm trying to practice. I I really am. We're talking about the streets of Indian Lake and the incredible center of activities for Hendersonville and pretty much Sumner County. Well, people come here to shop. They eat. uh, Pretty soon going to be entertained. We have all of these great uh, businesses coming in. So why don't we just give a rundown of some of the new things that you can officially talk about here at the streets. Okay. Um, Birdie Brothers. That is a golf simulation as well as a restaurant. They should be opening within the next few weeks. Handles Ice Cream is coming in. Okay. They expect to be open November. Okay. And I think everybody's... Uh, that's a great spot for them because they're going to be right there on the corner. Perfect uh, spot. Right at the Center Stage Plaza area. Mm-hmm. So you... That'd be a great spot Mm -hmm. for it. Then the local Hendersonville. That is a local owner who has a restaurant, very successful restaurant already in Nashville, Mm -hmm. um, the local Nashville. It is also a live music venue. um, Every night. Every night. And they will be opening on the restaurant, the space at the plaza so that's later be this year probably yeah so maybe november you gotta see see mm-hmm. i don't it's hard to say when these people are doing these remodels you know construction inside like the like birdie bros i mean that was a major undertaking that they did because they pretty much gutted the entire facility and they have what ten thousand square feet approximately approximately yeah yes. i mean that's a lot of space yes. like they, they're spaces. doing a yes. yeah, great job and i know uh, jeff over here with the local i think it'd be called the local hendersonville yes and that's going to be the game changer because, look, people want live music. And he's good. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to bring music in. So it's good. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Going to bring a lot of people here. 
which I'm sure you love, and I'm sure the tenants love. Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody is so excited. Yeah. And I believe 2024 is going to be a, a big year of announcements. We okay. have several new tenants, different stages of agreement that I can't go into more detail about, right. but um, we are very excited. We are looking to be full. Well, and you got all these, uh, the salon suites here that just went open, I guess, open this yes. year, correct? Yes. So you have several, I don't know how many are back in there, but you have several stylists and nail techs and things like that in right. there. Um, um, massage therapists, okay. health. See, everything's here. Yes. And and for Kathleen, my wife, as long as Chico's is here, she's in heaven. Because I think they're going to change the name of Chico's to Kathleen's. <laughs> <laughs> she has everything they have. <laughs> yeah, so who else is coming in that we can talk about? Well... I can't talk about them just yet. So I, we do have some new folks. We do. We okay. do. And some very interesting okay. concepts. Well, everything's going so good right now. But I think with our events coming up here for the holidays, I'm sure these, these tenants are really going to love the, the people that are coming here now. Yes. Uh, with all of our events. So we have the tree lighting coming up. Well, we backed up. We talked about the pumpkin patch fest. Mm-hmm. And the Pump- tree lighting. And the tree lighting. So that's... When is the tree lighting again? That is Friday, November 17th. Okay. Then right after Thanksgiving, our Santa Land will start. Okay. And that is photos with Santa Claus, of course. So people have asked <laughs> for a New Year's Eve celebration. Yes. So we're, we're not allowed to fire off all these kind of great fireworks here at the streets, but... <laughs> right. But we can still party. <laughs> we can party. Well, let's do yeah. that. Yeah, let's yeah. do have do a big countdown. Yes. We get a big clock out there or something. And I believe WHIN is looking We're, at planning that. We have we have talked about that. Mm-hmm. And if I can get Keith Urban to come play down here, that that it's will be It's a done deal. Yeah, done deal. Mm-hmm. And Carrie might even pop in. She's good too. <laughs> <laughs> and if they will just do it for free, we'll be okay. Yes. <laughs> we go there. Um yeah, so the holidays here at the streets, when are they going to start uh, decorating? Cuz you guys start doing it fairly early. In November. Okay. Yes. So we'll have the, the people putting up all the lights. And a lot of the lights, I guess, stayed up, but they they got a lot of repairs to do, I guess, on some of them. But Some of the roof line. Yeah, yes. the roof lines. Which yeah. is really, and they will be. I really love that. I mean, it just brightens this place up. And when they start doing the decorations, it, it really is nice. And I got I to gotta give a big shout out to our maintenance guys here. They I, are phenomenal. They, those guys Fantastic are people. tireless. Every time I see them, I always say great things to them. I mm-hmm. give them high fives and you know encourage them because they really do an incredible job. They are the backbone of this place. And they really are. And they've been mm-hmm. here a long time. They have. These guys know One this place One of them has inside. for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So a big shout out to them. And uh, you know, if you see them, thank Todd them for the Mike. job they do. Yes. What is it? Todd and Mike. Todd and Mike. Yes. Just yell that name out. One of them will answer. <laughs> Now, they just recently got a, uh, didn't they get a, a truck instead of the golf cart? You still have both, but. Both. Yeah, you got to have that truck for some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. That Especially have. when the golf cart goes down. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's true. But now they can just park it over at Birdie Bros and they can charge it up for them. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the holidays are going to be a, a big thing here. Any other activities going to go on during the holidays you can think of? Well, the Tookie Tacular. I almost forgot. How could you forget? How could I forget? Tukitacular, <laughs> and that's coming up on October 28th. Correct. Now, this Correct. is going to be our, our first Tukitacular that is going to be here at the Center Stage Plaza. We're going to have several vendors. We're going to have costume contests. We're going to have a pie-eating contest, from what I understand, and we're trying to get a couple of notable people to compete. We're going to see how that will happen. I already think I know what one of them is going to say. <laughs> oh, it's not going to happen, but 
Uh, it might. So we'll we'll see. I bet it uh, does. But, but hey, you know, we're just we just want to have fun. The costume contest, uh, which again the kids really love, and of course our very own Tuki will be running around here. But he's uh, he he loves doing that and seeing the kids and everything. And we're going to have music playing out there, and you're singing possibly. Um, she's staring at me, Sam. I have no idea what <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> Me sing? Now I can dance. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you can, you can do sing. the dance contest. You can I'll start do it off. the dance contest. All right. But yeah, so there's going to be th- this big event, and we're, we're so excited about it. This is the first time we're, we're doing this, but we started thinking, wow, this is such a, a, a great venue for something like that. And again, to bring people here to the streets for shopping, for eating, for entertainment, and all of that is just going to be you know, a whole lot of fun. One of my favorite events that I think we're three years in is the, the Jazz Festival. Oh, that's in the right. spring, mm-hmm. yes. And I've, the I've Nashville Youth Jazz, Jazz Ensemble. Ensemble. Richard Rapani is an, an incredible uh, director and musician, and he has done so many great things with these kids. Mm-hmm. I am just so impressed every year because he asked me to MC it, and I said, well, absolutely. Just these, these these kids are just phenomenal. And if look, if you could play jazz, you can play anything because they are superb with it. He does such a great job on teaching and getting these the, these kids to possibly be some of our future artists. So. Exactly. And it's not just Sumner County That's right. schools, middle schools and high schools. Mm-hmm. It's from around the region. Yeah. And it's growing. Yeah. And he and, does and a totally phenomenal is. job. He's, yeah. he's very so, incredible. I, I love what you do with the with the stage out there. So it's just, you know, to accommodate all these folks. And uh, so with the streets of Indian Lake, what can we talk about? What is the future of the streets? Let's say in the next, you know, two or three years, what's your vision Let's say, well, let's say your vision, what you would love to see happen. I want things to be hopping here all the time. And we're, you know, we're working toward that for sure. It's doing a pretty um, jo- job so far. <laughs> you know, being full, there's something for everyone, whether it's shopping, dining, or there will be for everyone. Shopping, dining, entertainment. This is the hub of Hendersonville. We just want to be top of mind. That's right. Well, the, my vision, you want my vision? Yes. I would love a store for men. We have no Absolutely. men's clothier. We, when we lost Joseph Banks there, right. you know, we didn't really have any stores. You were right. Uh-huh. So the women are taking over. <laughs> <laughs> However. <laughs> Ooh, I dug it out of her. I mentioned news in 2024. Okay. So I right. just have to wait. See, there's your tease. Yeah. So we call that a tookie tease. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tookie tease. But it's okay to tease. We're not revealing mm-hmm. that's anything. That's right. So. That's right. But look, there's, there's great things here. And I know uh, Kathleen and the crew over at the chamber love the streets of any lake, you know, doing the great things. You know, we have the Taste of Hendersonville that just, just happened. And it's just a, a great hub for that kind of thing to bring the community together and to help support our local businesses. And that's really what it's all about. And you doing the events here, when you do these events, it's not... I mean, you're not making a killing of money here. That's helping to support all of our tenants and bringing attention to them, which they really love. I very much enjoy what I do, very much. Well, and it shows because, I mean, you have to love what you do. And now there's a lot of headaches, let me tell you. Anytime you try to coordinate yes. events, you know, <laughs> you know what you be. have to go through. And not everybody is on the same uh, sense of urgency that you are, let's just say, mm-hmm. you know, to get things done. So you have to keep on them. Mm-hmm. You, you almost have to, I know a guy, you know, get take care of business. You know what I I'm saying? I can be pretty pesky. <laughs> oh, you can? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, we are talking with our good friend, Cheryl. Perrier. Right here at the streets of any lake. <laughs> That's good. I'm going to have to remember that. Um, 
So we just really love the fact that, uh, you know, you're keeping things going here for Sumner County, for Hendersonville. The the different restaurants that, that we have here, it's, it's a pretty good variety. It is. You know. And, and will be. And will be. So look, the ladies can come, get a makeover, get their hair done, go out to eat, see a movie, go hear live music. The guys can you, head over to Birdie Brothers. Yeah, hit Birdie Bros. Edit, and live music. Play golf. At the local. That's right. Pizza. Brick. Fun for all right here. And others that so, come Well, in. Cheryl, listen, thank you so much for coming in. I know that this is not your thing that you do, but you're a pro now. I am. That's right. I'll be back. Hey. Thank you very hey, much. Hey, listen, if thank somebody wants much. to get a hold of you, maybe find out some information, maybe about leasing or future places that might be open, how would they get a hold of you? I know they're going to find you on Facebook. They're going to find you on, on your website and that kind of thing. Is there a phone number they would call to reach you? You know, I'm in the office when they show up, yeah. but Cindy Hicks is the one okay. that they would need to call. So that information right. would be on the website. Okay. Yes. So what is that website? Streetsofindianlake.com. How easy is that? That's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. So Cindy is one you want to talk about. Yes. Cindy you know, Hicks, leasing and, and Vice future president leasing. of leasing. Right. Yes. For, for U.S. properties. Group. That's right. So it's it's all right there. And of course, they can find you all over social media. Just type in Streets of Indian Lake. It'll give you everything that's happening. Right. And you also put up, like when the summer concert series, you put up a list of when these different bands are playing. So Correct. that's pretty informative mm-hmm. to have that. So just keep mm-hmm. doing what you're doing. Well, thank you. I will. All right. I will. All right, let's wrap it up this segment of Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon. Don't forget to join us each week here at 10 o'clock at WHIN. And we're going to have it on our podcast page at WHINradio.com. So stick around. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at WHINradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Well, welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight, uh, right here with your host, Jeff Shannon. We're going to continue our spotlight. This, this is going to be quite informative. I think you're going to enjoy these guys right here. And I wanted to bring in Tim Bailey. He's a major with over detectives and training with the Sumner County Sheriff's Office and our Chief Deputy, Eric Craddock, right here. So, guys, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Well, you know, we we can take a little break from the crime. I thought we'd just do like a kind of the state of the department. So you guys are well-versed in knowing what's going on with the Sumner County Sheriff's Office and, uh, you know, what's holding it for the future. But let's just kick it off. Uh, Eric, just let us know a little bit about your background, how you got to where you're at. I've been at the agency since 2009. I graduated, born and raised here in Hendersonville. Graduated in 2006, went to the Navy Reserves. I did a couple deployments. Um, Did you know Spencer? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say Navy. There's a lot of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, I drilled with Spencer's wife, who was a nurse in the Navy oh, Reserves. Okay. All right, all right. Sorry to interrupt. No, Go it's ahead. fine. <laughs> Gosh, you brought up Spencer, and it kind of took me, took <laughs> no, me back. sorry. <laughs> uh, where was I at? I'll just start over. So okay. I graduated in 2006 from Hendersonville High School. I was born and raised here. Um, joined the Navy Reserves, went to boot camp in A school, came back, uh, did a year of college. It wasn't for me at the time. I wasn't mature enough for it, so... Uh, I came home, got a job. The sheriff's office was hiring, saw that in the newspaper, and the rest is history. So it wasn't a thing that you've been thinking about being law enforcement all your life or anything? No, absolutely not. Actually, I always grew up wanting to be a mechanic. All I've ever wanted to do is work <laughs> on cars. I've got a Trans Am at home that when I have the time and money, I'm restoring. Like one of the real Trans Am. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> That's great. And you know, it's funny you say that because I, I remember in probably, gosh, this goes back to the late 70s i was sitting in knoxville sitting at a red light looked over at the tennessee highway patrol station and i looked over and i go i want to do that 
because you know being from florida and everything i was always impressed with the uh, fhp you know the, mm-hmm. the highway patrol mm-hmm. they had the, the smoky hats That's and right. the sharp uniforms and everything else and it was like and tennessee had some cool uniforms and the cars and all that so from that point on i don't know, it just was in me to do that and ended up jumping into it but Hey, you just never know when the calling comes to you. you That's know? right. That's yeah. right. I started here, and it was a job, and it turned out to be a career that I love. I love coming to work every day. Yeah. So you made some good advancements. I mean, gosh, you all the way up to chief deputy. Explain what that title is. So the chief deputy is appointed by the sheriff, and it's the number two at the sheriff's office, basically in charge of all the day-to-day operations for the nine different divisions at the sheriff's office. Manage the budget, the people, the tools. As you're well aware, law enforcement is ever-changing, so every day mm. there's a new problem, and yeah. and I get to be involved in the solutions and how our department progresses throughout the times. Right. And Sonny can sit back and go, Eric, take care of all that mess for me, please. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's right. He's, he's certainly earned it after 43 <laughs> well, years absolutely. In, in service. Man, yeah, he has, uh, gosh, been around for a while. And, and so he's going to be retiring soon, I guess. Uh, this is his last term. He's, okay. He said he's not going to run for re-election. All right. Let's take a break. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Go and enjoy his retirement, his grandkids, and travel, and, and do what he wants to do finally. Sure. No, absolutely. So he, he's been a, a great asset to Summer County, and uh, you know, everybody really respects him. And, you know, I know during, I guess, the last campaign, all the stuff that was going on, uh, that's just a, a lot to go through. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a lot of time and doing everything you got to do. Absolutely. Uh, Tim. Yes, sir. What's up with you? Just been here a long time. You've been here a few? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Tell yeah. us about it. So uh, I grew up in Mount Juliet. I went to Friendship, graduated from Friendship Christian, went to college. And my senior year, and this is a uh, this is a testament to any young listeners you have on the radio, I got offered a job at Hendersonville Police Department. Didn't return to college. So I'm, I'm going to be a senior for the rest of my life. <laughs> <clears throat> so, you party uh, animal, you. That's right. <laughs> So I worked at Hendersonville for a couple of years, went to the sheriff's office, uh, worked patrol, went to the drug task force, did a stint there, did a stint with the DEA task force. And in uh, about the year 2000, I was promoted to detective. I stayed as a detective until about 2015 when I was promoted to major over the detective division. Mm -hmm. And that that job has kind of morphed into a... uh, a supervisor over the training division. I don't I don't supervise the day to day, but when a need arises, we approach, try to find answers to it, and we get it done. But uh, most of my job consists of uh, managing crime, uh, the cases that are generated from patrol mm-hmm. or the emergencies that happen. The detectives go out work shootings, rapes, child abuses, things like that. That's the majority of my job. You know what's interesting while you were speaking is that when you talk to young folks that they. You know, they come on and want to go in law enforcement. They'll say they always want. I want to be a detective. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing they want to do. Say, so, well, you got to work up to that. You just don't come in and be a detective. That's right. <laughs> no, that, that's absolutely true. Uh, mm-hmm. As you hear Tim speak, you you probably hear it in his voice. He's he's really humble. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, <laughs> I, I'll tell you that throughout my career, I I never wanted to be a detective. Once I once I got promoted, I went to patrol and just mm-hmm. fell in love with patrol work. I was a patrol sergeant. The opportunity arose to to go work in CID and he came sat down with me kind of explained what was going on and and what to expect and I thought you know what let's let's go learn something for a couple years I'll and then I'll bring it back to patrol turns out one of the best bosses I've ever worked for it was just absolutely incredible he sits here and he and he, he acts like he doesn't know a whole lot but <laughs> but he is an absolute asset yes. to Sumner County and has been for his entire career yeah one of the best cops you'll ever meet is Tim yeah. well and and you got to have that as you know and, and when you were speaking about training look how our training has changed over the years you had to you know, back in the day, we didn't have school shootings and things of that nature that you had to really train in a whole different way. And with all of that in light now, I mean, that's 
that has to be on a constant basis. That's correct. Keep up to date. And to that point, Eric was the uh, lieutenant over training, and that was one of the reasons that I volunteered to, when he got promoted from detective to lieutenant over training, I said, heck, I'll do that because I know he's a go-getter and I won't mm-hmm. have to do much, honestly. <laughs> so <laughs> well, he'd be done out, right. <laughs> that's right. So when he was out there, he came to me with an idea for a uh, virtual reality simulator that had scenarios built in or you could build your own scenarios, and it's, it's the way of the future for training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Budget constraints didn't let us purchase it, but this recent VCIF grant that the uh, governor put out pushed out this year allowed us to purchase that and we're implementing it as we speak so it's going to be something great i'd like to invite you to come and when we get it fully implemented you can come out there yeah, and that'd be uh, great go through it you might people, get some uh, flashbacks from oh your, yeah well from your past. you know you know our training we had a we had a thing down there it's called debose academy and it was out in the woods so they, it was like a training facility so they had houses set up they had different scenarios you'd set up and you'd have to go in real world kind of they'd tell you what it is and go to but when these, these simulators they have now, I mean, they are so realistic. I mean, it's it's scary. Oh, it it's, is. It's incredible. It's incredible. When I was over training, we, we were tasked with putting on some active shooter training. Obviously, as things happen in the world, you, mm-hmm. you have to train to respond to them. And it, not an exaggeration, took probably a month of planning, a week of moving things around and getting resources in the right place, and then three days of hard at it. Every deputy at the sheriff's office went to a school and actually went through an airsoft scenario, active shooter. It, it took a lot of time, and time is money, right, to the taxpayer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this virtual reality simulator, the governor was uh, so gracious enough to let us purchase is like we can take 10 deputies and put them through the exact same scenario within the course of two hours so so it was it was a bulk of money up front of the capital purchase but this is really going to benefit our agency and Mm -hmm. we did some demos with it it's just it's amazing the things you can do if the if the training is is being applied correctly in the scenario you can de-escalate if if the deputy's not you can escalate it's totally autonomous it's it's just it's an incredible tool, and we're really excited to can have it. Can you program that on the fly? So if you've yes. you got a guy going into a, a domestic violence situation, you can Absolutely. Mess, mess him with it. You the, know? In, the instructor is actually wearing a headset, and when you're engaging the virtual reality person, their lips are moving, and it's what the instructor's saying in real time. So it's, it is. It's really interactive. Wow. It's, it's, your mind will be blown when you get the yeah. goggles on. Wow. I mean, and, and then the screens, the, the, the resolution of these things. So this is actually it's it's a backpack you put on and a virtual reality headset that yep. you put oh, in. Oh, so you're just you are you are literally immersed in the environment. You're you all the I, way around. Yes, I did it and I did the shooting range demo and I'm telling you, you feel like you're standing at a shooting range. It's it's oh, absolutely going to be okay. An incredible that's tool. even better. Yeah, <laughs> like there's a table there and you want to put the gun on the table and it's not there. It's just oh. it's just that real. I watched my son do his VR yes, thing and you know he's doing these things mm-hmm. and you see people in video they they're falling over and because it's so real it when you're doing it that, yeah. that's that would be fascinating so i but i like how you can work that and and, and program different scenarios in there yes. so yeah that's cool but technology that's that's kind of where it's at it's mm. the wave of the future but it's just it people don't realize what constant training you know in law enforcement you have to do mm-hmm. i mean it's just an ongoing basis try to try to stay in front of it but it's almost impossible with the way things are going now but we are unfortunately law enforcement is still reactive we're trying to be proactive Mm -hmm. so that's our goal and the one thing that just popped in my head uh, was the sro program which i think is so important for schools they're trying to get sros everywhere or even one or two but i mean you got like let's say liberty creek that's a huge campus how does one deputy get from one side to the other i mean you can't be in 
multiple places at one time but you can't how can you afford to have two or three guys there well we do we have one assigned to each school so right now mm-hmm. there's one assigned to liberty creek high school and middle school because it's all contained in one building and i don't know that deputy's name but he's a beast michael denning oh he's a beast he's man. nobody's messed with him no he's, he's a great guy <laughs> he could he could bench press this building a bit. <laughs> on a side note i was talking to him one day he says he gets about five miles a day walking around high school i believe it i mean this Walking that main quarter is enough mm-hmm. to, to do it for you. So, so the SR program is. Are they, what are the thoughts on expanding that or budgetary? I, I know all that comes into play. Right. So the budget is the biggest thing, right? If I could have two SROs in every school and two patrolmen in every car, I would. Unfortunately, that's just not the world we live in, right? Because yeah. things cost money. The county commission did just approve out of this money that's coming back from the the governor's SRO grant to hire five more SROs. So. We're currently looking at the best way to implement those. Our idea is that if if and when, because it, it always happens, someone calls out sick, one of those five can fill in that school. Okay. So there's never a school in Sumner County without an SRO. Right. Unfortunately, in theory, that sounds like a really great plan, right? Um, in application, time will tell if that's enough, right? Because our SROs are just like our patrolmen. Every day, they get a call for something. Mm-hmm. There's a student that needs something. Mm-hmm. And so they get tied up. They have to do a home visit. They have to do a security assessment, right? Is five going to be enough to fill in the vacancies and fill the void created by the calls for service? Right. We don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see yeah. what the future holds. Well, I mean, I think it's an excellent program, and I think it's you know, it's something that the state, I'm sure, is looking at. And they would like to provide as much as possible. But, again, it all comes down to money. <laughs> it sure does. And Governor Lee uh, put his money where his mouth is this year. And That's so did great. the General Assembly. Uh, Leader Will Lamberth, Representative Garrett, Senator Hale, they were all really instrumental in getting the $75,000 SRO grant, yeah. which is going to put $3.6 million back in into the Sheriff's Office this year, hopefully. Oh, that's excellent. excellent. But, you know, you having those guys on your side, William and, and Johnny, and these, these guys are just doing an incredible job. When you get William, when you get him <laughs> fired up, you know, you, you're going to have a fight. That's so. right. That's right. <laughs> He's, uh, he's passionate about what he's passionate about, and unfortunately, him and I are passionate about the same things. Yeah, well, that's great. No, he's, he's doing great things up there. With the, the sheriff's office, how big is it right now? Do you have numbers on how large you are? Roughly about 300 employees, okay. give or take. Unfortunately, we have quite a few vacancies. But yeah, roughly about 300 employees run about a $35 million annual budget between the jail and the, the patrol side of the house. A lot of people don't realize all the statutory obligations that the Office of the Sheriff carries. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot that we do that a regular municipal police department just right. never considers. Now, you, you guys are going to be down to the new courthouse. Are you going to be staffing that? We will. We okay. have our court security division. Okay. All right. Now, are they having jail facilities there? I mean, they got to have some there are holding, on. holding cells yeah. there for people that are, are going to come to court for trials or preliminary hearings, et cetera. Um, we, we've worked pretty closely with the judiciary and tried to implement as wide as possible electronic appearances. So basically Zoom for all your listeners. The defendant will be there if they're incarcerated okay. via Zoom unless it's significant enough that they need to be there in person. Right. Well, that's great. Hey, we're talking to our law enforcement for Sumner County. We've got Chief Deputy... Eric Craddock right here and Tim Daly, major with detectives over training as well. So his job is really full. But we have a lot more to talk about. We're going to take just a quick break. We're going to be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. All right. Well, it's uh, Sunday morning. That means it's Sumter County Spotlight here with Jeff Shannon. It's totally fantastic to have you listening in today. 
And I'm, I'm inviting people. I got I got the deputies in here, and I'm going. You guys can be part of the Shantastics. That's my new fan club. <laughs> Just don't ask me to sing or dance. <laughs> hey, Taylor can have a have a group. Well, why don't we? That's right. <laughs> But, hey, we're talking with Chief Deputy Eric Craddock with the Sumner County Sheriff's Office here and uh, also with Tim Bailey. He's a major over there. And you guys are really on top of things. And so great things are happening. So give us a state. Well, I guess I'll start off. Obviously, I think it's no secret that currently we're having some struggles maintaining salaries uh, at a competitive level across the county with surrounding jurisdictions. Uh, Fortunately, we've worked really well with the commission and formed those relationships. I think we're moving towards a positive conclusion. Won't know exactly what that conclusion looks like for for another month but so how many we're trying to add well right now i'm trying to get our our base salary up to a competitive level okay agencies like gallatin uh, robertson county rutherford county wilson county all doing pretty much the same job and they make significantly more so uh fortunately the county commission has listened they've heard we formed a subcommittee and and we're moving towards getting our salaries at a competitive level i mean that's important to me people have to live they, they do and not only do they have to live in order for me to run a successful agency we have to recruit and retain the retain. absolute best talent right um if i'm going to be a part of something i want it to be the best and i want the sheriff's office in Sumner county to be the best in the state absolutely uh, that takes the personnel Sure. And you got to have the people. That's right. You don't have the, the bodies on the ground because, you know, somebody else is stealing them because they're getting paid more. That's I mean, right. That, you got to be competitive. That's right. Yeah. I can have the best patrol cars and the best radar units and the best MDTs and the best mm-hmm. uh, cameras. I can have the best of everything. But if I don't have the guy that has the brain to do it, I've got a tool that just That's sits right. there. Well, and, you know, doing with budgets and salaries is, is always a, a pain. I mean, it's been that way forever, I guess. Anytime you want more money, they're, they're going to fight you on it. But they have to realize, I mean, how important that is. You know, if you're down a bunch of folks, that's just making it harder on everybody else. People don't realize that. Oh, absolutely. And I I think the response from the majority of the county commission, um, I'll give you uh, Chairman Hyde, for example. As soon as this came out and we we were talking, he said, I don't know what this looks like, but I'm going to support it. We need to support the sheriff's office. And and so that support being vocalized really goes a long way. It lets our employees know they're appreciated and that that they're at least looking at it. Sure. Well, and again, you know, you come up, you got the the best agency around. Your stats are looking great. The public needs to know that, Mm -hmm. you know. And, and you guys have a PIO over there. So, we do. I mean, he's staying busy. <laughs> I talked to him at the other day uh, about the at the health and safety event, which I want to talk about that. He was pretty, he got a great voice. He does. Because that's why he's doing that. He, <laughs> he was he was a great MC. He filled in until uh, the News 2 anchor could get there. He, yeah. did, he, did a, he did a really good job. See? And might have his own radio show. <laughs> we have Sumner County Sheriff's Radio. We just had a guy, listen to this. I know you probably heard of this guy, but his name's Justin on TikTok. So he lives here in Gallatin. He does crime stories. And he does this TikTok and he analyzes these crazy stories that go on. He's got over a million and a half followers just doing crime stories. So you got to look him up. I and mean, he's fascinating to, to talk to. And he's got all this great information. He follows all these great stories and analyzes, you know, what happened with the crime and, and this kind of thing. So it is pretty interesting. But speaking of stats, what do we look like here in Sumner County? As far as stats go, we don't want to get into it too right. deep. But I will say that, you know, since I became major over the detective division we started out around 500 case assignments a year we're we're probably ballooning somewhere around 1200 case assignments to uh, nine detectives mm-hmm. the trending issues like when, as a young detective we would see a lot of burglaries for for instance say in 2003 we might get 350 burglaries home residential burglaries a year now i might get 70 what's gone on i think you know i can argue that burglary has gone down because cameras better patrol techniques better Mm -hmm. this better that 
or just lazier criminals. I don't know. You make up your mind there. Uh, but what we have seen go up is drug overdoses, stolen cars, anything associated with drugs and mental health uh, has skyrocketed. Yeah. We, we deal with mental health issues every day, uh, sometimes multiple times a day. And as I told you during the break, within the last 16 hours, we worked two overdoses and one resulted in a death. And one of them re- was in the court parking lot in front of the sheriff's office, uh, just wow. when the, within the past few hours. So it's it's a constant struggle. And, and I tell people this all the time. When I was a young officer, when you would save someone's life or recover a stolen car, you'd get a day off, right? It's a daily thing. These officers are saving lives weekly, mm-hmm. and or if not weekly, monthly by the use of Narcan. Uh, we recover stolen cars multiple times a week. It is it's just a different trend and something we're trying to stay in front of. What are you finding it seems to be the, the hottest stolen car these days? I know it changes, but... It runs the gambit, mm-hmm. but the professionals like the Challengers. What we find is that they'll find these Challengers in dealership parking lots. I read on the uh, CAD today, I believe uh, Hendersonville had a Challenger broken into apartments at the end of the city of 1070. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if it's called Arbors anymore. It's been a while since I worked here. But, yeah. but the Challengers are the most popular ones to steal. But any car that has the keys in it as an opportunity is, is open to be stolen. Well, that's another thing, too. And all the departments, city, county, you always get the, the police chiefs and the sheriffs. They'll get on camera. They'll promote, don't leave your weapons in your cars. Don't leave valuables in plain sight. And don't leave your keys in the car. And but guess what? Yeah. They'll do it. They just leave them open, especially malls, you know, because we don't have malls here other than streets of any lake. But we used to have huge malls out there. And, and, you know, you have the car burglaries, you know, constantly. And it's just people leaving the thing open. Well, with that, uh, you're seeing a lot of these uh, organized car burglars. And what they're referred to as felony lane gang type criminals. There's, they're not a one criminal or one organization. There may be... I don't know how many operating at the same time, but but they they travel. They travel across Mm -hmm. the country, and they usually have a base station. A lot of them, a lot of the ones we see are in South Florida for some reason. They'll come up here, rent a car, get a fake license plate, steal a license plate, and then go around breaking cars. They, They like to target greenways, gyms, malls, anywhere where people will leave their valuables in the car, where they can steal their identification, then they immediately will open up an account or do something with that identification at Lowe's, any kind of credit line, they'll open it up and start spending their money. And in light of that, here recently, I've got an alert on scams. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure the sheriff's office has got them. I know that Hendersonville had one where they were calling in and you know, doing this scam operations and they just pop up. You know, the, it's crazy. The, the most notorious one that tends to get people a lot is the uh, you got a warrant scams, what I call it. Yeah. So they'll call you up and they say your grandson's in jail or you have a warrant for not showing up for court and I need you to pay me to avoid going to jail. Well, most honest people don't want to go to jail, but the, the payment is always going to be odd. All right, they're going to ask you at some point to get a, a charge card, say Walmart or Walgreens, put money on it, and then they're going to ask you for the numbers off of it. it as soon as those numbers are transferred to the to the scammer, the money's gone, and it's usually overseas or well, well, well out of our jurisdiction. You know, it's it's sad that people fall for that, but they're hitting the elderly. Yes. You know, they're they're kind of vulnerable and scared about things like that, and uh, you just have to be aware, be smart, and if you have a question, hang up, call the departments, and report it. That's and right. you got to stay on top of this stuff, That's you know. Right. 
but they're out there. We were talking about the opioid situation, and everybody knows I mean, what crazy world that is. And you all are seeing it firsthand on the road with all of this, the, the drug arrest and things of that nature. And then people saying, well, well, you know, marijuana, not a big deal. They need to legalize it. You got all of that stuff going on. And it's, it's just something that's just always going to be there. Whether, you know, the state lowers the urgency or the severity of that particular narcotic. I mean, it's out of our control, I guess, but... Well, this may not be popular among some of your listeners, but uh, I believe that the best way to thwart drug dealing is putting them in jail. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe in the 90s, we were successful at that. If you look at the statistics from the 90s, homicides across the nation went down uh, from huge numbers uh, just because of the uh, mandates from the federal courts, I mean, from the federal legislation that that required them for 50 grams of this or 50 grams of that, they do mandatory time and it worked. Some people thought that was uh, over the top, but with drugs comes every other crime you can think of. Mm -hmm. Uh, Homicides being the worst of the worst, rapes, human trafficking. Uh, We're seeing our issue at the Southern border wise, you know, it's no coincidence that the Southern border's open and we're seeing wide open drug sales and overdoses in Mm -hmm. our communities. Right, absolutely. Well, we were talking before about the mental health issues, and does the department, uh, Eric, have a like a mental health unit or some counselors that are available for the deputies if they, they get a call that they have to call somebody out to talk them down, let's say? Uh, we work really well with Volunteer Behavioral Health and other organizations within Sumner County. Most of the time when we go out on a mental health-related call, we talk with uh, mobile crisis, we talk with other personnel, but... Uh, a lot of times the deputy is the mental mm. health crisis responder. The deputy is there to help uh, do what they can do within the scope of their training and abilities to get these people out of crisis and to help. You know, you have limited training. and You're not a you know behavioral therapist. Uh, you don't get paid for that, <laughs> and nor would they want to pay that. But you've got to have some training into it and, you know, sensitivity training. You know, you hear that a, a, a lot, but uh, it is something that's there. And our mental health issues seem to be getting worse. They certainly do. We uh, we train on mental illness and de-escalation and duty to intervene every year. Unfortunately, in law enforcement and legislation that comes down on training mandates, they're always reactive. So this training, had it been mandated three years ago, may not be as relevant today. But I think Paul Harvey said it best. You know, the policeman is, he's got a plethora of responsibilities every day that the majority of the public have no idea ever occur. That's right. Yeah. And I think people don't really realize what the day in the life of, you know, and you get a lot of these critics, some media people, some politicians that are just blasting law enforcement until they actually go out and put themselves in that same thing. Just like the training module you were talking about, put yourself in that and see how fast you have to react. And why did you have to shoot him? Well, you got two seconds or less to react sometimes. So come on. Get real. Yeah, It's easy to, to scream at the TV on Sunday about a football game, but it's really hard to get on the field and play. Yeah. Oh, let them go out there and try that. <laughs> it ain't going to end well, that's for sure. We were talking before, what, what seems to be the number one call for service right now? And I know that changes, fluctuates, but we talk burglaries. We're going to get those. You got, you know, auto thefts. I don't know that we could, we could say this is the number one call for service. Our guys deal with... I mean, everything from an aspect of the vulnerable population need help change an tire on the side of the road to someone putting $60,000 in cash in a box and being scammed out of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just a day in the life of a Sumner County deputy on patrol is is probably a book that needs to be written. And you, you have a lot of square miles to cover. We do. Oh, we my do. gosh. I mean, you've got those, some of those rural areas that are, I mean, I couldn't imagine, like especially in the wintertime. Right. And we know how it gets, and especially way up 
north here and these side roads and those little roads and stuff like that i mean it's like wow that that would be scary i'll just give you an example of a call i had two detectives tied up on for about seven hours yesterday was a, a adult protective service referral which is a referral that comes from the state where somebody types in and says uh, please check on this person in crisis so they go check on the person they're severely malnourished uh, they're not they're in their 20s and they get him convinced to go to the hospital and they go to the hospital and get him diagnosed and everything else and then they go back and check on him today and he's already out of the hospital back <laughs> into the public so it's you know we're doing what we can do yeah. But yeah. sometimes we just, there's not much we can do. In the medical field, they say we can't save them all. But, I mean, you try. You're there for them, and, and, and I think that's the great thing. But, look, I, know, I think Sumner County is uh, doing a great job. Definitely have made the mark as far as you know, their counties within uh, the state of Tennessee. People know, and hopefully some of the, the I call them idiots, <laughs> will think twice about coming into Sumner County and committing a crime. Because you're going to do the time if you do that. That's right. Our, our patrol division, we have a little saying, seek out, detect, and arrest violators of the law. And, and our patrol division really does yes. love to go out, keep the public safe by taking the criminals to That's jail. That's right. Yeah. You know, you're doing great things publicly uh, on the PR side of it. And you, you've got some great material that you have for the kids because you got to get them when they're young. That's right. You, you, you get them and build them up. And, you know, you have all of these tools that you have to get them to trust law enforcement again right, because they've been hammered so much in the especially in the last few years and having the that. best sro group in the country helps that absolutely absolutely because they're they're right on this on the site that's right you, firsthand you, you mentioned getting them while they're young a statistic that i heard about a week ago that's really stuck out in my mind for every dollar we spend preventing drug addiction it's 12 dollars saved by the time you incarceration treatment the medical costs ambulance costs law enforcement costs so yeah if we can hit these kids when they're young it's yeah. it's super important and here here's something that's always been a pet peeve of mine i, I used to get annoyed i'd be sitting in a restaurant eating my lunch and a parent would walk in and tell her kid hey if you don't act, if you act up he's going to take you to jail yeah. well don't tell him that right? right when your kid's in trouble and in crisis i want him to run to me i'm here to help exactly uh, i'll do what i have to do if we're breaking the law and and mm -hmm. my duties obligate me to but i'm here to help him. i right. want your kid run to me if there's a crisis right and i, I remember going in some of the schools and the teachers would uh, say you know he stole something from my desk okay threatening being arrested for stealing something out of her desk you know, it, it's like you, you got to think about that because what it's doing to these kids, especially now since they've been so drilled in law enforcement's bad, and you know that that just irks me to no end. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, law enforcement is not exempt from having some bad apples in the group, mm -hmm. but neither is the judiciary or the medical doctors or the psychologists or the radio hosts for that exactly. matter. You know, there's there are bad apples in every bunch. Don't paint us with a, a broad brush. Exactly. We're, we're That's all, right. The vast majority of the deputies. Uh, actually, all the deputies at Summer County Sheriff's Office and the vast majority of cops I've ever met have a heart for service. Yeah. That's right. And you got to have that. I mean, you're here doing it and you're there for the public. So, another thing I say, just keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate you. I, I, I feel great things coming for Sumner County. So, we'll. We'll keep in touch for sure. Yes. Let us know what's going on. So, all right, we're going to conclude uh, this edition of Summer County Spotlight, uh, speaking with our Chief Deputy Eric Craddock here from the Summer County Sheriff's Office and detective, still detective title or major detective? Just major. All right, we'll just go with major. <laughs> Tim Bailey right here. So, guys, thanks so much for coming in, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, don't forget to check us on uh, whinradio.com, or you can check us out on the podcast page, where you can listen to all these episodes. So this is Jeff Shannon saying it's fantastic to have you listening. We'll catch you next time right here on Sumner County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.